Hey everybody. Yes, the mic is working, John. Still sober with John Rabin. This is um, episode 226. And um, let me, hey, if you're a sober person, hope you're staying sober. If you're not a sober person, hope you're staying sane. Let me get this out of the way. I realized that I've always said that um, sobriety, like your sobriety date and the amount of time you accrue is, is arbitrary. It's all about a mindset. I still believe that. But I realized that episode numbers is also arbitrary. Correct? Right. However, I've got one more episode to go before I hit 227. Like the old sitcom. So I'm going to do that. Right? I'm going to hit episode 227 next week, which is a dated reference. However, I feel that everybody who listens to this is in the age group that remembers the sitcom 227 um, and can appreciate that I'm going to at least hit it, hit that number. After that, all episodes are basically, because this is essentially a diary because it's a podcast that's uh, related to sobriety every episode is basically going to be a sobriety date my sobriety date being 10 years and however many months what are we like uh almost eight weeks or it's like 10 i'll probably do weeks so it's like 10 years however many weeks so that's that's how i'm going to uh start assigning these instead of episodes but we're going to hit 227 first I don't know why that's important to me just because uh, just looking at it and going oh, it's almost 227 that's right kitty so so we're going to do that and then I'm going to change the format of uh, of how I title the, uh, the episodes just because why not um, my cat is being uh talkative which is kind of rare it's more of a I think trying to get my attention because I'm talking to the microphone as opposed to petting her and paying attention specifically to her what else is new I hope you had a good Halloween for whatever you did I did um, you know we did a little bit at our household you know did the pumpkin carving thing uh, again, I carved yet another pumpkin for Halloween while watching uh, dumb things. And uh, my wife went out to look to see if there were kids walking around with costumes. But apparently there was kind of a, a uh, in the neighborhood, there was, wasn't as many trick-or-treaters because of the scare tactics of fentanyl, rainbow fentanyl, which I talked about previously um, the fear that there would be people giving out rainbow fentanyl during trick-or-treating and that it affected people giving out nerds (laughs) 
right? Because counterfeit pills, that's what they look like. They look like nerd candy. Are, people are just, it. it's weird. It's a, it's a weird, once again, just to refresh your memory, in case you didn't um, hear that episode, and just, uh, just so that it sinks in, uh, drug dealers don't want to give your children drugs because there's no money in it. They want to give teenagers drugs because they have the money. You know, they're prospective users. There's no, there's no upside to trying to kill children. There's only downside. It's not profitable. It doesn't net a market, a larger market share. It doesn't get anybody, you know, they they don't make money off, you know, what, lunch money? Is that, the, is that what's going to happen? You think uh, like eight-year-olds are going to start saving their lunch money to buy fentanyl? It's not the way it, that's not the way it goes. So it's a, that's just a scare tactic, just a scare tactic for the midterm elections when they're talking about how dangerous fentanyl is. And it's weird because I just read a, I read a story uh, of a uh, an, an OD in, um, in California. And it's in a, a more rural county because, of course, it is in California. And, and I know when you think of California, you think, whoa, it's a liberal mecca. really isn't. There's a whole lot of rural in there. And one of the rural counties, uh, there were two um, two prisoners in jail who had a fentanyl overdose, and then and they they ended up uh, going to the hospital. And then there were three nurses who responded, and they also went to the hospital because they were exhibiting. Uh, drug exposure symptoms. The fuck does that mean? I'll tell you what that means. It means that with the idea of fentanyl being the cause of the overdose, it freaked out the nurses and they succumbed to the fear because you can't actually get you can't overdose on fentanyl by touching it. So the only way that they've had to be hospitalized because of possible exposure is because they were freaked the fuck out because of fear. That's why. And fear will fuck you up. Don't let it affect your fear of something that, you know, it just requires reading, honestly. It requires doing some research and realizing that um, th- that different um, political motivations, people want you to be scared so that you vote their way, which is annoying. Both sides do it. And so when it comes to fentanyl, just educate yourself and you know don't 
I don't know, don't take prescription drugs that are not yours. How about that? Um, it's just, I don't know, the idea, it, it, it's amazing how much the fear of something, something new, just makes people, it's predicted, they, they're predictably um, overreactive whether it be rainbow fentanyl or just fentanyl in general, the boogeyman, it's a fucking boogeyman. And it distracts from, from what's important. You know, and the thing about it is, is it reminds me of this fear in general. Uh, reminds me of the big fear of change that, uh, that you can go through. Um, when you're wanting to change your lifestyle, when you're wanting to become sober, right? Um, that's why I called my blog the ninth circle of heck because the idea was that, you know, I was on probation. I just gotten out of uh, treatment and out of jail in um, Travis County, uh, custody for six months and I was in a sober house um, trying to work my way to full time washing dishes part time working my way to full time rebuilding everything and I considered myself being uh, in heck because it wasn't easy but it wasn't hell. The hell part was in my head, thinking what it would take, what going through everything would be like. Because that's what we do. That's what fear does, is fear makes you think about worst case scenarios and think about things that are worse than what it will actually turn out to be. You put yourself through hell about the possibility of purgatory. And so, so just in regards to fear is, it'll make you, you know, it's, it makes you go to places in your head that ultimately can be worse than what actually happens once you finally get going, once you finally get into it, whatever it is. So, don't let fear ruin your life, you know? It's a, <clears throat> Here's one other thing. Um, in relation to fear is the fear when you're wanting to become sober and you're wanting to change. One fear that you're going to have, that a lot of people have, is being afraid that you're going to become boring and you're going to become a pussy. <laughs> I, look, that that sounds ridiculous, but especially with with uh, with dudes though, but that's that's the whole thing is that's as as blunt as I can be. The fear of becoming a pussy of becoming because of because of the the that stereotype of the uh, you know where everybody you get sober and all of a sudden you're like 
oh, you know, it's, it's just, I'm grateful. And I'm just, you know, every day's a blessing. And, uh, oh, man, I'm just, you know, I give thanks and just, it's just this, this shit that just is so grating and annoying and sugary and um, uh, forced optimism and because you don't have to it's you don't go from being just down in the dumps you know negative everything to all the way you know yeah you're going to I think I think you you kind of do that at first when you start feeling great the pink cloud kind of phase but then you kind of you pull back and at some point you just kind of you get to be a different version of yourself. You get to start developing new habits and you get to kind of become different. The, certain things change. Certain things stay the same. You're still you, right? But you're not going to become the sobriety version of a born-again Christian, churchgoer. Um, some people do. They become real judgy. You know, they're uh, no fun to be around. Um, and that is definitely something that you see. You see somebody who becomes very high and mighty. Um, and it's that kind of... It's that kind of attitude that makes people think that, you know, 12-step programs are, you know, like a... or culty. Is because there's some similarities with uh, the way people act. Um, there's no rule that you have to do that. There's no rule that you have to become that in order to stay. Because because it's a good argument that people make, which is um, I would rather die from doing drugs than become a uh, sober, annoying piece of shit. You know, and uh, but there's not a rule. You just figure it out, and you you don't have to you don't have to quit drinking, quit doing drugs, and then immediately start posting memes on Instagram. Like this is your account now. This is who I am. I mean, things do change. But I don't think it's because of recovery. Things just change because you become a different, you know, as you age, you become, you don't do the same things. So you, you have new behavioral patterns. You have new hobbies you discover. You have new interests. Um, here's a here's a quick thing about, like, I, I think I, yeah, I told you uh, at some point, I have no concept of time. I'll tell you that. I don't know what I said in what episode. My memory is shit. I uh, And I don't know if it's just because I don't care or because I'm older or because I'm I feel more in in the present all the time. I don't know. It could be a combination of all of those things. But uh you know, my my music tastes have kind of changed but when I work I listen to bullshit I listen to shit that doesn't mean anything 
I realized that that when I'm working in a warehouse, I want to listen to something that has very little, very surface value uh, meaning, which is why I listen to a lot of new metal, as in NU metal from like late 90s, early aughts. I mean, I don't lean into the Limp Biscuit. Uh, that's that's still garbage. That has not aged well. It wasn't good then. It's not good now. But I'll listen to some of that other stuff. I don't care. I will listen to Godsmack. I think the the lyrics are shit. I don't care. It's 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 motivating, and I don't pay attention to it. I'm just like yeah. <laughs> I will listen to some, you know, Coal Chamber and Mudvayne and uh, all this 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 is not stuff I would ever listen to. But it's who I listen to when I'm in the warehouse, when I'm not listening to uh, NFL news. It's just, uh, but then I listen to classic rock. But what I'm not going to listen to is is uh, pretentious, uh, thoughtful, intricate music because I'm not going to sit there and listen to that while I'm fucking working in a warehouse. This is just who I've become, and I didn't become it because uh, this is this is the new me. It's just something I've. It's just something I, I'm into. Just like I, I get into uh, watching reaction videos of people who watch funny things I don't know why this is just something I've come across Uh, I have completely lost the point no the point I was making is that you change you start liking things that don't take themselves too so seriously because this is where I'm at in my life doesn't have to do with whether I'm getting fucked up or not um, you know, I have become, I don't, uh, like loud shit as much as I used to. And that's cause I'm old, not because I'm sober. Um, man, I have completely, I, I appreciate you sticking with me. Like I was going to make a point, but, uh, I haven't made a point. I'm not going to. There's not going to be a point, mate. It's just going to be, yeah, don't, (laughs) this is, and then it wraps back around and I say, and that's why you shouldn't be afraid to quit drinking because you're going to be, basically, you're going to be comfortable with being lame because you're in your 40s, motherfucker. You're not cool. So don't think about what happens if I become uncool. You're already uncool. This is about fixing your life. It's not about being cool. You're past the point of being cool. It's it's fine. So it's not uh, it's not. You can still focus a little bit on your image, but uh, you're not going to become that thing. The worst pot, worst case scenario of a sober person that annoys everybody, especially if you've got self awareness and you're focusing on yourself, you're not going to become a pussy. All right, you're going to have lame shit that you like because that's who you're turning into as you age, and that's just something you're going to have to deal with. Is that you're going to start liking things that suck, um, but you're going to be fine with it. 
that's the thing is that the fear of uh, of changing into uh, somebody lame is not what happens. What happens is once you just like what you like and then you stop caring about whether you're uh, going to be viewed as being lame or not because uh, this is just where you are. And if you've got the self-awareness to pay attention to yourself as you're, you're going through sobriety and working on, on bettering your life, you'll keep yourself from being an annoying piece of shit and being overtly, ridiculously, uh, delusionally positive. And then you'll 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 just it's it's just a, a day to day thing that you work on yourself. It's all right, man. It's going to be OK. You just work on yourself and, uh, you know, just just work on yourself to where you like who you are. Stay sober. And it won't matter if somebody else thinks that you're a pussy. It's fine. Fuck them. All right. But don't let the fear of I don't know what I'm going to I don't want to turn into that. Yeah, you do. It's better than dying. That's just the bottom line. It's better than being dead. I'd rather be a pussy than be dead. How about that? Well, that's kind of a point. I rambled there in a minute uh, for for a while and uh, didn't make much sense and um, totally went off on a tangent. But I came back around. I, I ended it. Very, I'm very... Uh, uh, happy that I actually found the ending and stuck the landing, sort of. Stillsoberpod at gmail.com. I gotta go. Clearly, I need to go eat dinner um, because I'm starting to ramble like a motherfucker. I appreciate it. Thanks for sticking with me, guys. Um, Like I said, we'll see you next week um, for episode 227. (laughs) Alright, later. Back down to earth again The cold is creeping deep inside Disconnect the telephone line